0: Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small-cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you, and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Goracom, one in which we take the time to speak with small-cap executives after they put out important news with us today. You're going to love this interview because, guys, if you love e-commerce, if you believe in the future of e-commerce, but if you also believe in the future of things have to constantly change in the web world because they get stale and then uh, and then go out of business. You're gonna love this interview. It's with Stephen Hubbard. He's the chief commercial officer, the brand new chief commercial officer at OO Entertainment, which trades in Canada, stock symbol, o And for friends in the US, o with an F at the end. Those are two stock symbols. For new, for those of you to the story, here's what you need to know. OO operates a tech platform, okay? that enables retailers, brands, and entrepreneurs, especially that last part, to share product-based content directly to consumers through live, interactive, shoppable videos. Now you might be thinking, ah, that sounds interesting, but I don't know, I've never really seen it before. Well, here's what you need to know. Live video commerce uh, is now uh, is now taking China by storm where they did over $300 billion in sales in 2021. Uh, and that was up 85%, made about 12% of total e-commerce sales, if you can believe that. And in 2022 this year, they're thinking that they, it's projected at $425 billion. So live video commerce is a real thing. Enter Who Entertainment, because what they do is they provide the infrastructure, the tech, and the people to power the live stream economy through their app. So essentially what that allow, does is allows brands and entrepreneurs to share their products and services through live, interactive, shoppable, real-time videos right there Uh, and connect massive amounts of consumers from around the world. The timing is perfect because UBS estimates that 80,000 retail stores in the U.S. alone are going to close by 2026. Now, more than just talking the talk, the company is walking the walk. They've got studios, a 30,000-square-foot studio in London uh, and Manchester already expanded to Italy and Brazil. South Africa is next. They've got a partnership with TikTok to help establish production studios in the U.K. and produce content. More than 500,000 apps, uh, app installs globally. The likes of Nike, Lego, L'Oreal have sold product through U already. I can go on and on. It's unbelievable what they're doing. Now to supercharge that is Stephen Hubbard. Stephen, welcome to Agoracom, my friend.
1: Thank you very much, George. Great to be here.
0: Hey, you've been been appointed chief commercial officer. uh, But if you look below all that, you're a powerhouse appointment for the company because you bring more than 25 years of experience. But talk to me about, because some people might hear you and say, 25 years of experience, uh, you know, retail uh, re- retail is a dying thing. We're talking about that. You've got relevant experience. Talk to us about some of the great success you've had as a, as a foundation for your appointment at OO.
1: Thanks, George. Um, uh, yeah, listen, I, yeah, as you said, I've been in retail actually almost 30 years, believe it or not. Um, uh, But the last sort of 10 years, uh, since early 2000, I was very much uh, involved in instrumental launch of live commerce, you know, in the UK and in Europe. uh, We started a business called Sit Up TV, which was bid up TV and price drop, which a lot of people have uh, have heard of uh, in the sort of live commerce and social commerce arenas. Uh, And and we we grew that business from from scratch, over 300 million in revenue in three years and sold that business onto Virgin Media in 2005. So um, a very successful launch of Live Commerce in Europe, which is very much an omni-channel experience for the retailers uh, and for the customers. Um, and, um, uh, and I think, you know, since those days and the early days of dot-coms, uh, where, yeah, a lot of bigger retailers didn't have a, a commercial transactional website in 2002, you know, you know things have gone a long way in the last 20 years. Um, uh, and since those times, obviously, from my point of view, I've traveled and worked and ran a large uh, a number of uh, retail groups, uh, both in the Middle East, in Australia, in Southeast Asia, and even in the US as well. And, um, uh, and I've watched retail evolve and I always classify myself as a bit more of a pioneer, I would say, George, when it comes to retailer and getting involved Literally. in technology, you know, and whether that was the early days, that, like I said, incubator.com business and the whole omni-channel um involvement and then into obviously AR and VR and how we better the customer experience and evolve that customer experience and create that engagement and entertainment. And, and, and the, you know, the critical bit is convert the customer for a retailer and any commercial business and to grow that, grow their audience and their customer base in a way that actually makes money and they don't just spend money with the, some of these larger tech companies. It's actually adding value to their business.
0: And you're seeing, you, you, we discussed off camera, some real interesting macro trends in e-commerce uh yeah. e-commerce itself the traditional go to georgecom website scroll through a bunch of pages look to buy some red shoes or a blue glove or something like that we thought okay we, we we've seen it we thought that's the way of the future but you're starting to see some macro trends where even the e-commerce guys are running into issues and and why you think is going to is gonna is gonna create the next
1: jump talk to us about that yeah, so I think there's a couple of things. there. I mean, as we mentioned, you know, the dot-com businesses globally have really struggled the last year. You know, I, th- I think I saw a of recent stat that 80% of you know, dot-com businesses in, glo- you know, in, in the world have reduced their revenues by more than 30% over the last 12 months. And that's just purely because, well, two facts. I think from an economical perspective in certain markets, there are certain challenges, as we all know. Um, But also, I think just in regards to creating that engagement, that excitement and having that environment where a customer wants to buy. I think, as we know, you can buy a majority of products from a number of dot com platforms, you know, whether it's a pen or whether it's a pair of shoes. The reality is uh, the customer experience is very, I would say, similar and very stayed. And I think so a lot of dot com businesses are looking for that way of creating that customer experience that engagement which live commerce uh, and obviously what the technology of u certainly brings home uh, and as a b- massive point of difference for not only the customer but also i think from the retailers from the point of view of conversion and dwell times and lifetime value and also the, co- the the minimal cost of acquisition compared to what they're paying a lot of these third-party tech companies at the moment to give them customers that actually aren't totally engaging either so at the moment they're fighting increased acquisition costs are up to 20% on, on gross transaction value, they're facing a decline in audience, and they're facing a decline in lifetime value of that customer. So what OO and the what the technology and what Sam Jones and his team have built over the last two and a half year is very, very unique in every way and really does create that engagement for the audience. And I think you know, like I say, going back to my experience and how relevant it is. Then, with with Sam, is over these sort of you know last sort of twenty years since I started sit up and then coming into the last four and a half years, I've been managing director um, of Ideal World, which is part of the Ideal Shopping Group, which is one of the largest home shopping networks in Europe. You know, yeah, a lot experience- of us
0: North Americans don't know that, but it's like yeah. home shopping network
1: for the UK and Europe. That's correct. Yeah. So it's, you know, so we, you know, we sit next to QVC in Europe, you know, as their main competitor, you know, and the same with HSN in the States, you know, and obviously I've been very actively involved in the home shopping network from the early 2000s, as I mentioned before, was sit up, and then obviously with Ideal World, the last four and a half years as a managing director before coming and joining Sam, you know, and, and, you know, and for me, you know, taking that knowledge of what live content is, the value of that, what good looks like, you know, in, in all the various product groups and product areas. You know, and how we can create live commerce in a way that creates that engagement. The metrics are phenomenal. You know, what I've seen over the last four years is that, you know, we can be converting up to 10, 12%. The average retailer, by the way, dot com retailer converts about two, two and a half percent. So suddenly, if you've got this 10, 12%, you've got five, six times multiplier of conversion, never mind the dwell times. So our dwell times are much longer because it's creating engagement again. And then Obviously, the, the main thing is the lifetime value of that customer. By the way, they tend to come back a lot more regularly with live commerce because at the end of the day, they find it more interesting and more entertainment. It's the entertainment factor that creates the engagement and creates the conversion. So taking my retail experience over the last four or years and then obviously you know, getting together with Sam uh, and being the chief commercial officer for Who Group you know, and, and looking at obviously the technology we offer, I think you know, the the future is very bright for Ooh, but also I think the future is very bright for a lot of these retailers that really need support and need what I call the conversion injection. You know, you know? And, and, and you could have gone you could have gone
0: anywhere. Given what you've just talked about, your unbelievable experience, relevant retail from the beginning, even ideal world, which is more a little more traditional retail, um, yeah. you could have gone anywhere. So, how confident are you? Clearly, you've done your due diligence. And how, how confident are you in the OO engine to make yeah, all so this happen? Because we talk about how China's taken off. Uh, does OO have the engine to to bring it to the rest of the world, to the West?
1: Yeah, listen, I, yeah, I've been running successful uh, retail business for 20 years. You know, for me... It was a matter of what, what do I really want to look and where is the way of retail going and how is retail evolving? And like I mentioned earlier, I always would like to see myself more of a pioneer in retail. And I think, you know, when we met Sam and obviously looked at the technology. The big thing for me is, one, what's happening in, in the Far East, you know, in China, as you say, it's 420 billion this year from a live stream you know market, which is just phenomenal. And in the US, I think it's 11 billion. So when you look at 11 billion in US versus 420 in, in China, you say there's an opportunity there. There's a massive opportunity there, not, not, not just for U, but actually for the retailers, you know, to actually define a new vehicle and revenue stream, uh, you know, and to be able to convert the customers and create that hype and the entertainment and the fun again and the customer experience. So that, that was a big thing for me is, you know, seeing what Sam Jones and the U team have built over the last two years, and seeing how that can help evolve the customer journey, you know, along with obviously my experience, it just made sense for me to be part of this, you know, I would say pioneering company and leading the involvement of retail, because that's what we're doing. At and uh, actually, I want to ask
0: you that I want to play devil's advocate here, too, because, yeah. look, it all sounds great. But, you know, <laughs> not everything runs perfectly. Right. So Absolutely. here's my devil's advocate <laughs> argument. China. Though a developed nation is not nearly as developed and entrenched as America, North America, Western Europe. So maybe it was easier for live video commerce to take off because they didn't have as entrenched, you know, retail industry as you find North America. Do you think that a North American retailers or global? I should say West, but I say North America because we're here. Do you think North American retailers are, re- are willing to accept this or are they going to try and hold on to their old models? And are North American shoppers ready for this, or is it a case of they may just stick to what they know because they're so entrenched?
1: Yeah, I think. Listen, I think there's certainly an educational piece here. You know, um, you know, the Far East, you know, uh, and Southeast Asia in general, you know, they're always very leading in technology, and people have been used to working you know, and, and, and chatting through WeChat, for example, uh, which is the main form of communication in China, you know, and, and actually not even use emails. <laughs> You're actually using WeChat as a form of main business comms. So they're used to the technology. And I think their sort of acceptance of live commerce, it's been going for, you know, 10 years, actually. It's been gradually building in China. So there is an educational piece, I think, for the consumer in the West, whether it's in the US or in Europe, I certainly think that we can help that, and you know, I can give you know and certain confidence. I think to the retailers to so enable them to educate their audience and their customers. And I think from a retailer's point of view, I think as we mentioned before, they're seeing decline in you know in conversion. They've seen a decline you know in that customer base, and they're seeing an increase in customer acquisition costs. Big so increase. they know they need to pivot their business. Uh, our businesses and and, you know, and, the, and the CEOs and owners and shareholders that I've spoken to you know uh, certainly over the last few weeks have been you know been really um, keen to investigate further and to have conversations because I think you know if we can help them change their customer journey in a way that creates that hype within their own environment and has the content with their own environment, and they're actually not pushing their customer out of their ecosystem. They're holding them. The general thoughts are that actually that, that repeat purchase of that customer and that customer engagement, customer experience will only generate further uh, lifetime value to their business and their customers as a whole. So I think there is two parts. It One's an educational process. Two's obviously about working with some of these larger brands. As you said, we've, we've already worked with likes of in the UK, JD Sports and, and Lego and a number of big brands actually in retailers and international brands like Nike. So, you know, for us, we've already had success with these brands, but it's bringing it into the masses and then, and then creating that environment whereby customers, I would say, are used to shopping that way. I think there's certainly over the next 12 to 18 months, it, you know, it will take that time to educate the customer and accept it. But it's all about demographic, if I'm being honest with you. You know, from my experience, you know, the home shopping networks, average of 45-50 year old uh, customers. You know, the key is obviously you know growing that younger audience as well, which is where technology helps. And certainly yeah, try uh, telling them it, to shop off a of TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's taking that home shopping into the modern world. And that really is about the whole technology of OO and how we can bring it to the masses and to the you know and to an ageless demographic, which the technology does. And, you know, and it's accepted by all. And I think that in itself will create more hype and has created more hype of that. I would say that 25 plus year old customer, not just a 45 year old customer. So I think, you know, wholeheartedly, I think where we are today is that we, we take the learnings of what's happened in China. We accept it that That's actually right. they're, they're ahead potentially by five or six years in regards to the education. We, we've been spending, and Sam and the team have been spending U, a number of you know, couple of years obviously since developing the, the technology in building these partnerships, these relationships. since Ashley, you mentioned there obviously in Brazil, in Italy, actually in the Middle East as well with a company called Mojo, uh, and, and a number of other businesses and brands that are globally that are very interested in being, I would say again, more pioneering in, in the involvement of retail rather than following. Uh, And so I think um, uh, the next few months is going to be very interesting because, you know, since my announcements uh, very recently adjoining sound, there's been a lot of interest from um, brands directly, along with retailers internationally, you know, and other investors as well, because I think, you know, they see our technologies as quite, you know, a market leading. Um, I think there's a few other just being very transparent. I think there's a few other players. In the market, but I think what Oo's point of difference, yeah, is- no
0: one, no one expects you guys, no one expects Oo to have the exclusive on all this, that's for
1: sure. That's but let correct. me ask you
0: something. I'm glad you kind of brought up conversations that you've been having. Yes. Um, clearly, you've had, clearly part of your due diligence before you uh, joined Oo. I'm assuming is you made some calls to your networks uh, and in order to get their their, their feedback on you know what, how they may accept Oo. So given the fact that you're getting intriguing feedback, the the door is open. Talk to us a little bit about your specific plans as chief commercial officer. Um, Who do you go after? Do you go after the likes of, I'm not going to ask you to be specific, but do you go after the likes of JCPenney and big traditional retailers? uh, Or do you go after bigger e-commerce retailers who are looking to revamp and refresh? What's your specific strategy in the first six to 12 months? Where's the lowest hanging fruit for you?
1: Okay, well, you know, from a technology point of view, we, we offer really two main products. One, which is an app, which is a full blown app, you know, which we can work and we have worked with, like say, QVC in Italy, you know, and the guys in Brazil, and and mentioned Mojo in the Middle East. So we can work from from an app point of view, and that's how we work with some of the bigger brands, whereby we're making a specific white label app for that brand that enables their customers to live and breathe within that within that environment. Um, but it is a third-party app, even though within the brand. The other um, product we have, which is a new product which has been built, which really excites me, is a web-based product whereby actually the stream of the content is within the actual retailers and brands' own environment in their own website, whereby they're able to take a link, send that out to all their audience, whether it's from direct mail, an email, an SMS, you know, and that, that customer just links, you know, clicks on the link and they're watching that content that. live. Yeah, they don't have to download app. an app, they go right to it. Correct. So there's no need to download the app. It's very straightforward. It's very limited dev work for the retailer. And it's very much speed to market from a commercial perspective. So it's you know, plug and play in many ways from a point of view of the web-based software and technology that we've built at OO. So I think that's exciting journey because what that allows me to do and Sam and the team too. is then when we're talking to the retailers and the brands, you know, is, is actually saying to them, listen, you, there is no upfront, you know, uh, costs. There's not huge developments in, in regards to your system. It's really about how you then work with yourselves and your customers and create that environment that for years, certainly the last five years, they've been spending a lot of time pushing their audience out to social networks, correct? And so, you know, social platforms to create new customers which has cost them a fortune uh, actually and, and pushing their customers away from their own platform and their own, their own environment. You know, so if we suddenly are able to give the retailer and the brand, the ability to take their own yeah. money in, in their own environment with it and keep their data and their own customer and grow the lifetime value within their own ecosystem, that's extremely powerful stuff. That is very game changing. Yeah. Way reason. more better than having to chance reach out to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and try and attract new customers all the time. Right. Correct. So, yeah, and like as I mentioned earlier, you know, the acquisition cost can be as high as 20% at the moment. So if you're suddenly saving point. that and actually holding your customer, and you're creating this lovely, you know, en- engaging environment and journey for them. That's very unique and has that USP for that business then fantastic, because like I say, you're just growing that customer. And by the way, as I mentioned earlier, all those, all those metrics that, you know, they're not only converting at a higher rate, they're actually spending more. They're spending more time watching the shows and actually therefore the lifetime value is higher at very minimal cost and by the way the other secret bit is returns rate i mean the whole hot topic at the moment in fashion retail especially is some retailers dot-com retailers at the moment are suffering up to 50 percent. that's right you know five zero percent of returns rates which is because people are ordering five of something and then returning three of them they're almost they're almost
0: using that as a change room and say okay i'll keep these two and just send the rest back i i heard
1: that the other day that's brutal and it's brilliant. So some retailers are having to charge for returns, which, which then actually puts a hurdle to the transaction. Actually, with, 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 with live commerce and certainly with new technology, because you've got the ability to talk to the audience and, and engage with the audience you know, firsthand. It's just wonderful because you can show the product in, within the video content and live content in a lot more detailed way and show the feature and benefits. But also when you're talking like you know, dress you get customers saying oh is is that a true size 8 or a true size 10 and and the, and the and the actual presenter can say well, actually it's coming up quite tight you know i think i'd go for a size a little bit higher on the block so you might want to go for a size 10 rather than a size 8 those small things account for so much because it's real time it's engaging but it's also the customers are getting that you know, that opportunity to ask those really important questions which means that she or he is not buying multiple sizes they're buying a size that they believe in because they're being guided by the presenter and the expert so i think that's the power of live commerce is that you're able to engage with the customers and therefore the returns rates are very minimal yeah the great thing is
0: if i ask that question the beautiful thing about live commerce is if i ask that question say steve is that a true eight and you say no it's maybe a little tip maybe a little tight maybe go for a ten it's not just me that gets the answer but it's the four thousand other people who are also watching. They, ah, okay. Yeah,
1: it's, so a broad, exactly. it's a broad, it's a audience. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the power, you know, uh, of content and certainly live content, especially you know, uh, be able to talk to that, engage with the audience real time. Um, and so, as I say, that that that's whereby uh, Idea will our returns rates were more like fifteen percent. In, in in that category because at the end of the day we were open and we were talking with the audience and that shows again the power of live commerce is you know, a massive difference between 15% returns and, uh, and 50% returns and that's the difference between profit or not for a major, multiple obviously retailers and brands so um, uh, that's a massive plus as well so it's not How- just about creating further engagement it's actually also saving costs through the acquisition and also through the returns
0: How long do you think do you think it'll take Steve for retailers and brands, some, not all I mean, but the first retailers and brands to it, really start engaging in live video commerce through, Ooh, you know, is how much of a lead time, how much of a education and testing will, I would think my gut tells me from my knowledge, maybe six to 12 months that if you approach a real major retailer, they love it. They're going to go through six to 12 months of testing and questioning and what to do. And how
1: does Is that fair? Is that fair and accurate? I I think it's a little bit less now. The reason being that, Sam and the guys have put so much effort in working with and and already worked with a number of brands internationally. And I think there's a lot of lessons learned. So a lot of these tests and trials have happened over the last few years. So what we have now with regards to the app and the web-based technology, you know, is is a solution, you know, either way they want the retailer wants to go. But yeah, of course, there's time in regards to working with the brands and getting the, the most out of the tech. But I think the reality is, I think we can start onboarding a lot of these uh, brands and retailers over the next three months, you know, and it will take three to six months maximum, I think, to, to really embed their business. So you're talking between sort of six months, to nine months maximum. But reality is we can do it within three or six months very comfortably because we've done a lot of the lessons learned already, and we've gone through those critical paths with those brands and retailers over the last couple of years. So I think there, there is speed to market in this. Um, and I think certainly, as I mentioned before, I think a lot of the dot-com businesses where they really lost traction with their audience and their, and their customer, this really gives them the vehicle to re-engage and have that point of difference from the customer's experience wholeheartedly and create that entertainment, entertainment and fun that really retail, yeah, certainly the retail customer really needs at this point in time.
0: Yeah, in China, the big celebrity is Lipstick Brother, I believe, where he sold… 1.7 billion dollars of cosmetics in 12 hours if i remember correct. correctly. Yeah. So i guess last question i guess we're going to see the birth or or the further birth of personalities right because if no matter if you're a retailer or brand yeah. someone's got to be your live video commerce face or maybe three or four different people. So we're going to start to see the birth of personalities now really take the forefront and and engage with people. So if if any of your customers need a middle-aged Greek, you know, guy <laughs> with a tan, you know, make sure to mention me as being one of the, pro- I can sell tires,
1: you know, I can sell olive oil, whatever whatever you think. <laughs> Absolutely, George. I think, you know, the big thing is for me, is that, you know, you know, there's a lot of personalities already within a lot of these brands, you know, they have influencers, they have ambas- brand ambassadors, right. and it's just really educating those people around the power of live as well. So again, it's an educational piece in regards to training and developing those people, in regards to short-form and medium-form content. But the reality is there is a lot of talent already with the brands. They've just got to utilize that talent rather than just a photography. Right. So
0: a brand could have 100 different influencers at the end of the day, uh, all over the world at different times of day or night, that are launching live video commerce to their massive audience saying, hey, here's the George Com widget here. And here's why you should buy the George Com widget and let me show you and twist around and do. So, so there could literally be hundreds of personalities uh, on a really major brand uh, going after all their market segments. I never thought about that. That's yeah. So,
1: so really what we're talking about here is the masses talking to the masses. This is why it's such a huge opportunity for the brands, because like I say, they, they have their own influencers and their own brand ambassadors already. And if you've got suddenly those people that are approved content generators of product, you know, product content around their brand and their range of SKUs, the reality is it's then going out to the masses to the masses because of their following as well, individual following. So I think this is where it creates wow. really hype and, and engagement. And, that, and that's why I'm so excited, because, you know, as long as the brands are comfortable obviously with the people generating that content, the power of that and, 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 and the, how broad it will go out in the spectrum of audience can be completely global um and and so and, and obviously help grow their brands and their businesses very rapidly actually
0: Stephen, congratulations on your appointment and i've loved this interview because you know we really got a chance to freestyle and really understand <laughs> what this means right uh and i can't wait i gotta tell you i can't wait to see uh maybe some real life examples of ooh, customers who ooh, influencers one day maybe we do a screen share and you've got some you know, some video from a private, uh, obviously we can't do a live video, co- live interview of a live video commerce, but I'm sure there'll be video of some previous live video commerce shows because I want to show everyone at home how powerful the experience is, you know, and, yeah, and that's
1: the next step. I really appreciate you know, being here today and uh, getting the opportunity to talk it through because as I mentioned earlier, it's very much an educational piece, you know, for the retail and for the consumer about what live commerce is and social commerce and the power of, the interaction and the masses to the masses and communicating that uh, and I think you know the next few months are going to be really exciting for this space it's a very hot topic I think as I mentioned earlier obviously who and Sam Jones and the team have done a phenomenal job over the last two and a half years to have real pioneer in tech and certainly marking leading uh, and having a point of difference to other competitors and I think it's going to be like say a real positive journey over the next few months. You know, we're getting a lot of traction already um, and um, uh, just really excited to be part of the journey, to be honest with you, George.
0: Yeah, and really excited, Stephen, to have you uh, on. As a shareholder, I think it's, I speak on behalf of everyone, I'd say uh, it's really great to have someone like you on board because is growing, Sam is great, he's a fantastic leader, but as the company grows, needs more great people and you're a fantastic addition. Can't wait to have you back, my friend. Thank you. Now, it's all about breeding talent,
1: so that's the most important thing. So man, everybody so at people.
0: home, you've been watching or you've listened listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Stephen Hubbard, he's the newly appointed Chief Commercial Officer at U Entertainment Commerce, the company trades in Canada. You can see the stock symbols right above Stephen U O O O O. That's ooh. and then for our friends in the, in the U.S. O O O O F. For those new to the story, but you love the idea of e-commerce transition to live video commerce and you want to find out and get in at the bottom, at the bottom new floor of where this all going, then make sure to go uh, to the company's profile page on the Gorkom. do your basic due diligence there. We've got it all laid out for you. So you really understand what the company's doing. And then once you've got that foundational knowledge, head over to the OO website and do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us today. And hopefully today you discover your next amazing small cap e-commerce, live video commerce, tech company. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform. So you will never miss another one. Great. I got a comment, small Cap podcast.